0: I'm going to call an audible and I'm going to reduce the amount of time they give for an opening statement initially we we're going to give three minutes we're going to knock it down to two we actually did finish a little early with the uh, constables' debate fantastic we caught up um, the reason being is I have a number of questions here and I'd like to get through as many of them that are relevant as possible um, so unless there's an objection I'll plod forward here we go yes There will be up on the screens behind us here, towards the end of the discussion, a straw poll link. If you would do us all a favor and vote in the straw poll, both elections will be in it. Okay, so the first question here, I'm gonna go ahead and answer. It's asking who is Colin Strong and who put together the Conservative Voter Guide? Colin Strong is an independent organization that is in Collin County. I know several of the leadership team. Uh, They are independent they can pile the other endorsements from the other local clubs and put them together and put that out. What they do is up to them and neither one of these candidates has anything to do with it, that I am aware. of Okay, here we go. Question number one. We're going to do short answer word association style again. Only, Five words or less.
1: Are we Are not doing an opening?
0: No, we're going to be mean. I'm kidding. Go
1: ahead.
0: <laughs> Just see if you're paying attention over there. That's twice I did that to you, isn't it?
1: <laughs> I'm just keeping you honest, Stephen.
0: Oh. All right. Uh, we, we didn't coin toss. Do you guys have a preference? It doesn't
1: matter. Go ahead. Frederick, would you
0: like to start and then you can close?
1: Sure. I'll oh. start and make it close. All can right. we get two minutes? Yes, sir. Um, let Okay. What's Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, that's what I like to hear. How about the, the, the weather wave outside? It's oh, yeah. perfect. Just so you know, Arts of Bloom is going on. You can leave right out of here and go spend some money and make our economy great. So, uh, if you don't know what Arts of Bloom is, it's a pretty much every small business that's around our state, our city, and uh, some from the nation that come in town once a year. And uh, it's a great boost to our economy. Uh, and the weather could not be more perfect. But we're all here for the, uh, the, you know, the debate, the structure, what we're doing here of HD 61. My name is Frederick Frazier. I'm a 27 year, about to be 27 years, a uh, law enforcement officer uh, here in the Dallas area, also working with the U.S. Marshal's Office. Um, I've also been doing politics here in our great state. Um, down in our capital, I've done legislation for many years, 16 years to be exact, uh, making sure that we have strong, um, you know, Republican value, core value principles for our bills that keep us safe in this state. Uh, Not only, you know, here, but some of those bills have gone further and gone up through our nation, especially our defunding bill, our uh, tuition reimbursement bill. Uh, You've seen other bills that have come on, our VEST bill. uh, Many of those I've written, uh, many of those I've participated in, and many of those I've got over the finish line. Uh, In fact, five priority bills in the last uh, 16 years I've been doing that. Uh, I'm very proud of those bills. I've also served on your city council here in McKinney uh, for three years, which I just came on. Uh, and I was very, very proud of that election. Very proud to serve uh, the city of McKinney. Very proud to uh, have three years in a row of lowering the tax rate. Uh, that's not something easy to do, especially when we had a pandemic going on. And I was told you couldn't do that. And I usually, when somebody tells me I can't do something, I just make it a little stronger and a little harder for it to do. But we get it. Over, we got it over the finish line as well. Uh, you've seen. Uh, uh, Great things happen in our city. You saw a business boom of 60%. Uh, that, that was something that everyone in the other city said that it was really difficult to do in here in McKinney was bring business. We did not have a problem. Uh, we put the pedal to the metal and started bringing folks in, showing why this city is great and why this North Texas is growing. Uh, and our population is sitting about 208,000 now, one of the fastest growing population areas in the and uh, not only the nation, but everywhere—it's—it's it's, everything is coming right here. And you have to do that. The, you know, we've got to have public safety. Uh, one of the things I did when I came in here is showed how we could structure a better contract for not only our police but our fire. Uh, one did a seven-year, one did a five-year, uh, and we just you. got real quick. I Just gonna say, this. Forbes just narrated us uh, three days ago the second uh, safest city in America. So I think that was pretty impressive.
2: Got two minutes thirty seconds. Thank you. Who's a first timer here? Raise your hands. All right. So it's basically an old home group here, right? We know each other pretty well, uh, almost on a first name basis. Uh, a lot of activists here. Uh, I'd also like to welcome. I heard we got some Democrats that came out today. Hopefully, at the end of this, you'll come register on the Republican side. We'll see if we can work that out. Look, um, I, what I thought I'd do is share a personal story with you in my two minutes. That uh, I think speaks to who we are as a country and what's going on. In a 2008, the summer, uh, when I was in Iraq, uh, I was out with the Brits and we landed on a at a base. And all of a sudden, all this dust began blowing in as we have these dust storms. And what happens when all the dust storms blow in into your base in the Middle East? Well, the enemy knows they can target you. And they were lobbing mortar after mortar after mortar, exploding all around our base. And there was nothing we could do but sit back and take it. We had no air assets that could get up in the air to target the enemy, which was largely Al-Qaeda. And as that dust storm and that night began to continue, it began to get even more ferocious. And out of nowhere, some brave pilot uh, was able to get through that entire dust storm and deploy a 3,000-pound bomb outside of our gate. It was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen. It lit up the entire night sky. And for the rest of that night, (coughs) it was quiet. (coughs) And so the point is this. As Republicans, we have conservative values, and we are consistently under attack by who we are and what we are and what we do. Sometimes we have to look at ourselves about getting outside the wire, outside that gate, outside of our comfort zone. All of us that are activists here have a role and responsibility not just to our state and our country, but our family and our God and our creator. Because there is, as I have seen in my law enforcement career and military career, good and evil. And that seeps in into politics. And that is the primary reason I am running, is to make sure that we have good going forward to Austin to fight for honor, principles, and integrity. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys.
0: Even though I wanted to skip it, you did get your equal time. I'm teasing. All right, so first round, once again, the word association.
1: Number one, role of government. Paul, would you like to start? Limited. Service, liberty,
0: and leadership. Number two, state sovereignty.
2: Exceptional.
1: I would like to use that same word. It is, that's exactly what I would use.
0: Okay, number three, Frederick. Role of the AG of Texas.
1: Huh. Well, uh, the, 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 we, we would like to see that role, you know, uh, a lot stronger. Sometimes, uh, I think the voter fraud is one of the ra- one of the areas that we'd like to see that. Is this still a one word? Oh my,
2: sorry. Um, we got, we got it. Thanks. <laughs> well, to protect our state rights here in Texas. Close.
1: All right. <laughs> the invasion on the border. Unbelievable! Uh, we we have to do something about this. Thank you.
2: My plan will fix. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, continuing emergency declarations. Go ahead, paul
2: Illegal, unlawful, unethical, immoral. Uh,
1: I'm use unconstitutional.
0: Okay. The most important law that is not being applied or is just blatantly being ignored.
1: Go ahead, Frederick. Oh. Uh, our border, uh, the the open border right now is is is, is 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 just uncalled for. Okay. Well,
2: I'm gonna have to go with that. protecting our children and the attack on their uh, civility okay. and their sexual orientation. The most important
0: individual right that needs protection. Go ahead, Paul.
2: Support the right. Freedom of speech. Okay.
0: There's really not a wrong answer here, guys. It's your <laughs> personal opinion. And, uh, freedom of speech. I mean, you can go all day and do, do three more of those. True. All right, round number two. These are supposed to be yes/no answers. I'm going to skip number one because we've already covered it indirectly. So, number two: Would you support term limits? Go ahead. Uh, Yes, and I've already signed it. Yes, I signed it as well. Would you support expanding the state guard? Yes. Absolutely. Will you support ending early voting?
2: Early ending early voting now. No, no. Do you think your
0: opponent will do a good job representing HD sixty
1: one? I've said this before. No. No.
0: Okay. On to the next section. Each candidate gets to the, ask their opponent two questions, one at a time. No more than a minute to ask the question. Two minutes to answer. If you're in the middle of a thought, we'll grace you 30 seconds, and the asker gets a 30-second rebuttal. Who would like to start?
1: I'll start. I mean, uh, I, I just. And so we go through that. Go through that line again, real quick, Stephen. You
0: have a minute to ask a question. Okay. In this case, Paul would have two minutes to answer. Yeah. If he needs an extra 30 seconds, we're going to grace it to him, and then you'll get 30 seconds to respond when he's done and
1: vice versa. I got you. Okay. I've got a good question, Paul. I just, this one's simple. When you left California, you said that you, were, you had no need to run for any type of political, that the state of Texas was doing a great job. And I'd just like to know what the response is. that. I'm not trying to do any tricks. I'm just asking what that response
2: would be. Yeah, no, uh, it's, it's a great question. Man, uh, what a mess, uh, California is in and what it's bleeding over. Um, We moved to Texas for a better life for our family and for our kids. And what I realized getting here soon going to the Collin County Republican Party was watching how the Democrats were picking up here in Collin County. Y'all know that, that they are organizing. George Soros is spending money. I appreciate the question. This is what I talk to voters about daily. We need to be cautious of people we elect that help elect Democrats to the City Council. That is a danger. The Democrats start out small, and you all know it because you're doing a frankly good job in Texas at getting your locals on school boards, right, and city council. I've seen this happen. I can see what happened when public employee unions begin to control elections. It's no longer about public safety. It becomes about pension protection, and they overfund the Democrats. Some of your best Republicans in Florida, ladies and gentlemen, are Cubans because they've come from socialism. Some of your best Republicans coming to these red states are from blue states because they know exactly what's happening. If I felt that this state was in good hands or this seat, I would not be right. Thank you. Do you have anything to add to that? Paul, nope. well, your question. Thanks. Uh, Mr. Frazier, I got a mailer from you politically that said that uh, you've lowered taxes. And yet here in McKinney City Council, what it shows is that you did the opposite I uh, actually yes, raise taxes in two years. And there's a trickery of words in saying that we've reduced the tax rate. And the reason I say this is because I've been to the doors of voters consistently that are harmed with the high rate of taxes, which we both agree are high. But I just think honesty and integrity in what we tell the voters is so critical to the work that we do, especially as conservatives. Easy. So
1: you guys have used this little snapshot that you passed fast around for, for months. That snapshot is where we start. And that's not actually the tax rate, that's where we start with the tax. And we lowered the tax rate. When you lower the tax rate, you actually are lowering taxes. But when you get an appraisal rate, you know what happens? Your taxes are going up, the, the, the amount of the home is, is more. And so did we lower the taxes by lowering the tax rate? Yes, we did, three times in a row. Uh, and, that, and I fought it every single time. That was something I ran a campaign on on my for city council. I'm very proud of that. But every single time we did something to lower that tax rate, and that's something you should be proud of, everybody should be proud of, because it's. we all know that we do, the last thing we want to be done here is taxed out of our home. But you can only do so much at municipal level, you have to take it down to the state level, and we've got to go back and fix the recapture rate and that recapture rate is what's affecting every single one of us in this room
2: for the schools. Can I do a rebuttal on that? Yeah, 30 seconds. So th- th- this is about the tax rate versus lowering taxes, which are two completely different things. And so when you put on there that I'm lowering taxes and telling voters that, that is an untruth. If you were to say I'm working to lower the tax rate, that would be a truth. But we've got to be honest with the voters. It's about integrity and in what we do. And I have found this a consistent challenge because voters are beginning to see this difference. Yep. And that's why I've raised this question. And that's why folks can look it up online. It's on the website. And it is a concern because as conservatives, we want to lower taxes overall. Thank you. Not have an increase. So you didn't want me to lower the tax rate?
1: So that's the question, right? You don't want to lower the tax rate. That's the way you get to lower it. And so that's how you get there. And so, yes, we lower the tax rate every single time. But do not no one wants to answer it. No one wants to look at that part. And you want to play the play of words on the snapshot. I get it. I would, too. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right. You each have one more question. Who would like to go first? Paul,
2: Mr. Fraser, we've talked consistently in front of our conservative Republicans about making sure that we keep Collin County red, keeping this state red, that we stay attuned to our conservative values. We know, ladies and gentlemen, as activists, that one way that the Democrats continue to gain ground is by getting their Democrats elected to city council and school boards. Mr. Frazier, you actively helped to elect a Democrat to the McKinney City Council. How do you explain that as a conservative to the constituents and those here that are activists fighting day in and day out to make sure we get Republicans on our city council and our school boards? I was hoping
1: this question would be asked. That Democrat, who's now a Republican, worked on a Republican campaign, mine. And that Democrat voted Republican in this last primary. So I think there's another Democrat that did that. His name is Donald Trump. So if you can make a change, if you can make a switch, folks can make switches, folks can have an opinion, folks can change their vote. So I'm very proud of that person for making that change. I'm very proud of that person for doing something to to hold up to those values.
2: A rebuttal to that is uh, before you knew that that person was gonna be a Republican, they had a consistent Democrat voting record. So it's nice that you could spin that now at the end as a vote for you, as a support for you, Uh, but let's just be honest. No, that was a Democrat vote all the way up until most recent. So let's not try to spin spin it backwards if this was something else other than that. Well, thank you. Yeah. You, you have a question, Trevor. Okay. I've already stated the, the, the
1: position. I'm very proud of that person for what they're becoming. Question for me? You have a question? Yeah, I, did. I do have a question. Uh, I noticed that you have, well, I think some of us all feel the same, in multiple, multiple jobs, uh, then you have a grant. Where does your money actually come from?
2: Yep, so uh, God bless America for uh, capitalism and the work that we do. Uh, I do a number of jobs. This Monday I was down in Galveston, Texas as the keynote speaker from Executive Speakers Bureau speaking to the statewide Public Safety Conference to police officers and dispatchers all throughout Texas. That's one job. I'm an adjunct professor online to doctoral students where I teach part-time about public administration. That's another job. I'm a real estate agent. I run conservative move, helping conservatives move from blue states uh, to red states. I also run law enforcement move, helping police officers move out of Seattle and Oregon and New York into conservative states, where, for example, right now Florida gives a $5,000 bonus to our law enforcement that move uh, to these states. And yes, I also work part-time on a grant here to keep kids off drugs. I went through drug rehab when I was 12 years old. I have volunteered almost all of my years since the age of 12 to that concept. And I encourage y'all to please visit drugfreemckinney.org, coalitiondrugfreetexas.org. We have a 30% overdose rate here in Texas from drugs alone from last year. One out of four high school kids are using drugs and mr. Frazier you've never shown up to one of our drug-free coalition meetings when you were in City Council and this is open to elected officials to come and help and had you been there you would have known the work that I do thank you
1: I didn't ever see you bring it up
2: the City Council we well, shouldn't have to come to you to tell you that we got an to get it in
0: okay guys the audience please be respectful okay um, So I have a number of questions here, and I'm sure you know what they're going to revolve around. It's those things that are in front of you right now. So I'm going to encapsulate all of them together to yes-no questions, and if you need a few seconds to explain, we'll go from there. So question number one, Paul, do you believe somebody on
2: Frederick Fraser's team is stealing your signs or destroying them? Yes or no? This requires an explanation. Yes or no first? I don't. I do not definitively no. Okay. And it requires an explanation.
0: Follow-up question. Did you initiate the investigation or ask for an
2: investigation? Yes or no? To a th- assigned theft, yes, and in multiple investigations. Thank you. Mr. Frazier,
0: do you or anybody on your team have anything to do with Mr. Chabot's signs disappearing that you are aware of? No. Do we need to go on, gentlemen? Yes, we do. I'll give you 30 seconds.
2: Thank you. So this is public record and um, right now for those of you that may not be aware, ABC7 uh, did a story on this last Thursday. Uh, And it's public record which is out there. And McKinney Police Department did a thorough investigation where what they determined, and not from my investigation, was that somebody was impersonating a public servant. This, and look, 30 seconds is a little difficult to get this. Keep going, I'll stop you. Oh,
0: that's okay. I'm not fair. Mr. Frazier will get equal, time. Go on. So
2: in this public document, which the Texas Rangers have done an investigation, it states there are charges pending against one or more individuals. This is not for sign theft. We had no idea who was stealing our signs. Through an investigation through McKinney PD and or the Texas Rangers, they have come up with an additional charge here, which is impersonating a public servant. That's a felony in the state of Texas, and Mr. Frazier is listed here in the investigation synopsis. There was a conflict of interest in the city of McKinney, PD. They couldn't do it. Collin County DA, a conflict of interest with the DA. Both the DA and the call and the <coughs> the POA is endorsed by opponents. I assume that's the reason for their recusal. Texas Rangers don't take signed theft investigations, they take bigger crimes, public corruption. They took this investigation, gave it back to the Collin County DA. Collin County DA called me and said, Sorry, uh, we have to recuse ourselves, as a conflict of interest. Now a special prosecutor. Has been assigned to this, a district attorney out of Hopkins County, to this. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we need to save this seat for the Republican very Party. Very good. Thank and this you. This is a concern.
1: Thank you. Mr. Frazier,
2: yeah, I'll, 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 I'll make, make you easy.
1: Uh, you know, there's a due process for everything. Every single thing in life, you have to do process. There's a process for this right now, and it's in that process. Uh, that's the only comment I'm gonna say. Uh, I want to say. I. I appreciate you bringing that up. I'd like to get that cleared up. And I would really like to get this as cleared up as fast as possible uh, to make this a lot easier for everybody. So uh, that's all I'm gonna say about that.
2: Did you impersonate a public official? Paul.
0: Okay. Frederick, you don't have to answer that.
1: i thought those. I think I did, but I do I... <laughs> That's fine.
0: Okay, so I, I have another series of questions here, that are similar. So I'm going to try and uh, push them together as well. Uh, as far as elect, election integrity goes, what do you think you can do as a state legislator to make a difference there?
2: I'd like to see us go back to uh, paper ballots. I think the system that we have is broken, that we need to bring trust back into the process. Right now, when I talk to voters door-to-door, over 7,000 voters, we don't trust the process. And so how do we bring trust back into something that we feel is broken? Yes, it would cost more money. Yes, it would cost uh, more time. Also, a felony. We need to ensure these are not misdemeanor crimes. These are felonies. Uh, Number three, we put video cameras on our cops. We can put them on our ballot boxes to protect the integrity of the individual. And we also need to have a count at uh, the actual locations, at the polling locations, a count there on site, and then it matches up at the county. When we initiate those four things, I think we'll have a better system together.
1: Thank you. Well, I think we've all seen with the AG—they're trying to limit his power on this. It needs to—that—that adding to stuff. We have to go to a felony. We when we. If you try to prosecute one of these cases, and we have here in McKinney, try to prosecute one of them, it goes nowhere. Uh, It went to the AG's office, went back to the DA's office, nothing ever happened. Uh, And many of us in this room know exactly who I'm talking about, who committed it, and it never, never happened. It it almost like it never happened. Uh, We've gotta fix that process. I've I've been talking about the paper ballots, and that sounds great, but that's, wow, that's a lot of work if you think about the work there. I do agree The the videoing and, and making sure that the monitoring is on there. I think that's an easy fix. We're in that we're in that world already. Um, and I don't like the mix-match of the machines. Uh, I know I've, I've talked to several different folks on the concerns on that and how those machines and how the modem and everything gets changed out. I, I think the consistency there needs to be exactly the same. Our motor integrity bills that passed this last session were very strong. They, can they be stronger? Yes. Remember bills are sometimes not the greatest at first, but they build themselves up. And to be better bills along the way, you have to have somebody in there strong that's going to be making sure that push is coming and get that thing to where the people want it, not just the politicians. Thank you. Next question. Both
0: of you have a background in law enforcement. So I assume both of you have run into issues where you've dealt with Criminals that actually had no business being here, or, or perhaps in California. Um, what was the, or what was the way that you think would be best to deal with that? Go ahead.
2: The best way for to deal with
0: criminals as that, As an elected official, how would you like to see the law change so that the law enforcement officers have the authority to deal with the issue, yes?
2: Well, yeah, I think absolutely. We should have the authority at the local and state level uh, to do the immigration laws right now. While the federal government's not doing it, we need to keep a tally of how much we're spending on that here in Texas so that we can send that bill to a Republican president in 2024. Number two, it's actually about enforcing our border, doing a state active duty, SAD of our guard, at the state level. Yes, Texans we're gonna pay more for that because the federal government is not doing their job. What's critical about this is we can get it done on our own and when a Republican president gets in the office in the White House in 2024, we submit the bill for reimbursement for doing the job that they should have been doing all along. Third part of that, there's 23 entry exit points to and from Mexico lawfully by vehicles. You and I got to pay a toll on 121. There's no reason we should be charging a toll to people coming to and from Mexico to help pay for that wall. Thank you. Uh-huh. So we've been dealing with this. Who grew up here in Texas?
1: Yeah, me too. Have we been dealing with this for our whole lives? Yeah, it's not something new. You know, those routes that are coming up through the border, through the valley, those routes have been routes from generations. It's not a route that just became there. When you see the fence leaning or laying down, what do we know what that means? They put a blanket over and went over it. When the gate's gone, we went through it. Is it happening every single day? It's happening right now. I worked down the border a few months ago. I'm, by the way, I'm endorsed by the border control, so I like that. <laughs> uh, I've been arresting you know, illegals for a long time. We've been working cartels for a very long time. Uh, cartels have gotten stronger and stronger throughout the few years uh, of them being, they're not moving as much dope right now, why? They can move a body. Uh, what can we do to fix that? Well, first of all, we need to deputize our Border Patrol and give them the state authority. Uh, we're, I'm crossed, I'm crossed uh, deputized. I carry a U.S. Marshal badge. I'm also a Dallas police officer. We can do the same thing on the federal one. We have to give them the authority of our state to arrest these folks. We have to give the authority of our state them the state to put these folks in jail. Right now they can just watch them. They can only talk to them. They're not doing anything about it. It's a sad deal, but the day I worked there, we had 800, 800. The path that I worked on, because there's no wider than this room, 800 came by on that day. And they were just walking up, and they were getting $5,000 a head to cross that river. And the cartels were standing right over there with old AKs, standing there pushing them in rubber boats right across in front of our faces. And there was nothing we could do about it. And so, we've got to have somebody that's going to get down there and get dirty. I'm sorry. Is our governor doing a great job? He's doing a job, right? Are our politicians doing a great job? They're doing a job. We need somebody that wants to get mad. We need somebody that wants to go down there and get in that water and say, you can't come across. We've gotta have somebody down there that can put hands on those folks. We passed a law last session to to allow agents and uh, sheriffs to be able to give the process of trespassing. You know that if you don't have ownership of this place, you can't give a trespassing warrant. But now they can, because the owner doesn't have to be there. And at least that we can detain them, get them fingerprinted and ID them. There's more ways we can fix this. There's so many more ways we can fix this.
0: Okay, I have a series of questions that I don't think need a long response. So I'm gonna abbreviate them. Can you explain the effective tax rate and why it matters. Whichever one would like to go first, please feel free.
1: Well, that's a, the story of every time we go through this effective tax rate and what we're, where we're at and why it matters. And it matters because you're trying to get to it and lower it. And so every city comes up with it and every city has a position for it. Uh, what What makes the city work and what makes the, versus commercial versus residential every single time. Um, we, this is gonna take way too long. So, uh, we, um, why does it matter? Because that, effect, that effective tax rate affects every single thing that happens in the city, you know, it makes everything work, whether you go back to the sales tax, you go back to the home tax, you go back to every single tax. An effective tax rate is what moves us, generates everything that we're doing. Uh, the, and somebody sent me a text a second ago, said, well, you know, if you don't lower the tax rate, you don't lower the taxes of appraisals where it's coming from so we go back to that every single time i know that's not a great answer but it's it's more common thank you paul do you have anything to add to that? I, i'm going to
2: add on that the system's broken what my plan calls for is to allow homeowners like you all to take the <coughs> average of the previous five years of your taxes and lock that in for life for as long as you live in your home or sell your home now some people might not own a home and laugh and they live in an apartment and that's fine but if you don't and you own a home That's the American dream, it's about home ownership. Of all the doors that I've talked to, so many people in this county are worried that they can no longer afford to live here. Why? Because the trickery of taxes, saying we're lowering your taxes, we're not, is the tax rate that continues. The burden of the taxes belong on the commercial side, ladies and gentlemen, not on the backs of middle class families, especially the seniors that have a limited income on social security, and the families that are struggling every day with inflation. And looking at how they're going to pay for the basic of the necessities. System's broken. That's how I'm going to fix it. Thank you. Okay. If uh,
0: I'm going to basically, I want to try and keep these two yes/no. I think they should be very simple. Okay. Both of you. Do you support keeping women's sports for women only? Yes or no. Yes. <laughs> yes. Do you believe there is obscene material in the libraries? And it should be dealt with? Yes. Do you support changing the Texas state rules regarding Republicans to hold committee chair positions if they are the majority? In other words, do you support changing the rules so that the speaker can't appoint Democrats? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Do you support banning gender modification of minors. Yes. Yes. Legislatures, or legislators, excuse me, are routinely asked to testify under a federal oath about a variety of topics. If asked to testify under oath, would you be able and allowed to do so? Yes, I, I have been. Yes. I, bu- I think earlier we mentioned that we thought the uh, governor Abbott had overstepped his authority do you believe that that is enough for a censure yes
1: yes and I'd still have to follow up on, on exactly how that would happen fair enough the uh, local school board
0: districts have been uh, dealing with their obscene materials uh, if elected Do you plan on showing up at any of these school board meetings to speak against this issue or Whatever you feel about it.
2: Yes. Yes
0: This one is specific, but I'm going to alter it just a little bit previously in the prior debate it was brought to light that uh, Mr. Frazier had uh, testified against uh, the expansion of gun rights on behalf of his job with the Dallas Police Association Uh, it has been stated that you regret that going forward as a representative would you both be willing to support a full constitutional carry absolutely yes next question follow would you submit or support legislation to give Texas LTC holders the same access or rights to going into locations that off-duty or retired police officers can go while armed yes yep previously uh, and I think this question is misconstruing what was said so just to clarify in the previous debate you had uh, mentioned that you were accepting the fact that um there wasn't anybody that could beat dave failing was that a fair characterization of what you said mr frazier
1: no okay can i can i can i explain that a little bit? you absolutely can that is where i was going with this question <laughs> so does it, how how many people in here actually know how they they make a speaker I've, I've, did you, did you, all, do you all know that Dave Phelan did not know he was going to be a speaker? I know a lot of folks are going, no, no, he knew he was put in for it. he didn't. The party picks, the parties were split in three, three areas. He three different sets of Republicans vying to put in a speaker. So Dave Phelan didn't put in a speaker. Dennis Bodden didn't put in a speaker. Strauss didn't put a the speaker. The party picks. Those folks get together and it becomes a click. And each click vies for who they want and they really go, I want Geraldine. And they're like, oh, Geraldine's like, oh my gosh, I guess I'm going to be the one that they're pulling out of the hat. And that's how the speaker is made. I know that folks think that he put in for it, but the party splits up and then you have to do what? Math. You have to do math because the numbers push the speaker up and sometimes those numbers have Democrats in there and that's just how the speaker is made I know that's hard it was hard for me to understand 16 years ago doing business down there how the speaker is put together and I had no idea when this last one Dave Phelan's name was never the one mentioned to be the speaker Paul, did you have anything to add to that?
2: Yeah, I think, look, the bigger problem here is, and what we're all concerned about on the grassroots level, is that Democrats end up chairing these committees. That's the problem. And if we as Republicans are elected to lead, we need to lead, and we also need to not support, and we need to be openly against any elected, regardless if they are gonna put a Democrat in charge of a committee. Does Nancy Pelosi do that in Washington? Of course not. But yet, it's happening here in Texas. And so, here's the fear. Is that, uh, well, what if you don't uh, go along to get along, then you're not gonna get your uh, cherry plush committee. Or you're not gonna be able to push through legislation going to have to backdoor it with a, another friend as a colleague. Ladies and gentlemen, if that isn't the essence of corruption and broken and dishonesty and unethical uh, behavior, then shame on us as Republicans. We're elected by the Texans and the people in this great state to lead. And we're not leading. We are literally allowing Democrats to help control the conversation. And look, honestly, if we can't lead, then maybe they will. So we better start sending representatives to Austin We have the courage to stand up and to lead on these core issues. Can I revolt
1: this for a second? Sure. Just 30 seconds. You know, that sounds good, right? It always sounds good. But when it comes down to it, the, 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 I don't like the chair, how the chair thing works either. It, it, It screws over. But let's go back and look at last session. When, when was the last time we passed Constitutional carry? A heartbeat bill. Last session. You had the most conservative session in, in Texas history. You had bills that have been legacy bills that just, just got passed. You, did, you had a speaker before that couldn't even move the Constitutional carry. Dennis Bonham. You, you had a Strauss that wouldn't even give it a hearing. Then you get Bonnet and you get it passed. You have a heartbeat bill that has been sitting there for a decade, a decade. That bill didn't start yesterday or last session. It started over a decade ago in the past last session. So I don't agree with the the Democratic chairs either, but I do agree that we've got, Texas is doing a lot, do we agree Texas is a lot better than Washington, D.C.? Yes, (laughs) Yes. we've got the right mix. And how many Republican seats are we taking over right now? A ton. We are moving the needle. And it's all because our conservativeness and what we're doing in this state. Thank you. All the ins on that?
2: I do. Um, I think this is the difference between management and leadership. Management, you know, manage processes, and leadership, you lead people. You look down the horizon about where we can, should be, and how do we get there. That's what we do in the military for 21 years of my service. When we think about these good things that we just saw happen, absolutely. But we should have and could have been doing so much more with the momentum and the wind to our back. Certainly we got these things done, critical. But we should have been here, ladies and gentlemen, and here and here. Texas should be leading consistently, aggressively on the values and why people are electing us. They're not happy, our voters here in Texas. They wanna see us lead, we're elected to lead, and that's what I'm gonna do. Thank you. Okay, so now both of you guys have
0: had some experience, if you will, with the Texas Republican Party, or at very least the legislature, if you could encapsulate that experience and what you've done, do you think you could do that in about a minute? Just bullet points, if you will. Go ahead, Paul.
2: Your question is,
0: as a member of the Republican Party, what have you done to on the behest of the party or for the district that you live in within the party?
2: So for the last uh, last convention uh, for GOP convention I was uh, selected to go down and serve on the platform committee uh, three days in person uh, down there looking at what's critical going forward and it was an honor uh, to have been a new resident of Collin County just five years in, to be selected to serve on your platform committee to go down there and work on four critical issues, one of which I'm very proud to have stripped, which was the decriminalization of drugs. And I was also able to get in there at the last minute, the Constitution of States, as an option for us to look at. And I came back and presented those to our entire Collin County electorate and was re-elected to that position. I created a super PAC called Keep Texas Red, which I handed off over a year ago, Uh, to people here, talking about the strengths of Texas and how we must never allow the Democrats to do here what they have done to other once red states. And I think the most important thing we can do, honestly, is in 10 seconds, it's a passion of mine, uh, it's keeping our kids off drugs. We're losing them, ladies and gentlemen. We're losing our kids in our communities, our schools, and that is a big uh, part of who we need to be as conservatives.
1: So, my journey for the Republican party started many years ago, and I started working on campaigns. I'm looking at one of them, one of the first campaigns I've worked on, Gerald Kieber sitting right in front of me, here, right here in McKinney. And I was very proud to work on that because we were building the city, and Gerald was a huge impact on that. It still is. And there's a lot of leadership in McKinney that has been working on several issues to build our community. And I've stayed on... Every facet along the way, but further than that, I've worked on every census since I've been here. Uh, the census is important. And I, I had this question last time uh, when, when Alan West was in town, and I asked him, "What are we doing to sign up new voters?" I was at the pantry and asked him, I think somebody over there." And he didn't have. And I said, "You know how many of the Democrats have signed up, and this was before November. And they had signed up at that time over 800,000 people in the state of Texas. And he didn't have a number for me. And I thought that was shocking. I asked him how much money we raised for our GOP party to hand out. Because I'm a fundraiser and post folks know that I'm pretty good at it. And I've raised money for many Republicans along the way for years to get them over the goal line. He didn't have a number for that either. That was shocking to me. So you say, what have you been doing for this party? I've been doing everything for it. I've been walking for people. I've been standing at polls for people. I've been going and doing a census. If you want a thankless job, walk a census. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, I was handing out Frisbees just to get how many people were in a house. So it's all, I've been doing more grassroots things for the, the, the Republican Party, and I've been sitting on several different key roundtables across our state. To see how we can grow this GOP, it needs a lot of help. But we're doing a good job, and don't let anybody tell you we're not. We're doing an absolutely great job. We're going to have five flip seats this session or this this season. That's amazing.
0: Thank you. Okay, I have a couple of additional questions here on a subject that uh, seems to never go away, and I will take part of the blame for it. On the issue of criminal justice reform, do you see anything that could or should be changed to improve the way law enforcement runs in the state of Texas? Whoever would like to start, please do so.
1: I'll do it. I actually was on a text message with some folks yesterday on criminal justice reform. We we have to get, and I know that folks say, put them away, put them in the prison. Well, we have a lighter crime and a younger individual, and it's not a violent crime. We've got to think of some type of workforce. We're getting folks back in our workforce it doesn't only start in our high schools, but it starts with these adolescents that are getting committing these crimes. And they need somewhere to work off this, you know, crime that they've done. And not violent, because I can't take the violent crime. You just that you've got to take the lump for that. Uh, we've got to do a better job. Our state needs a lead. Uh, if you've noticed that uh, our liberal DAs uh, if, you, if, if anyone follows my Twitter and has been for the last decade, I have battled every freaking DA in this state, whether it was Harris County, Bear County, Travis County, or Dallas County. And I have personally met with all of them to tell them they suck. And I am so sick <laughs> of them letting these folks in to commit these crimes, because that is the same people that are committing our crimes, just so you know The folks that we let out are the same people that are the crimes. It's not new people, it's the same ones. And so we have a revolving door.
2: The problem's a little bit more sinister, uh, what we're up against. Uh, You ever heard of George Soros? Where's his money going? Uh, Follow the money. Uh, He's funding DAs here in Texas and around this country. When you talk about criminal justice reform, um, it can be a red herring. Uh, for a whole avalanche of problems that we see happening in other states or even in Austin. And so we've got to be careful with that terminology because it's often a word used by the left to get soft on crime. Certainly we want to help out low-level offenders get treatment. We all do. But we also see a lot of DAs pleading down significant cases to much lower crimes and then we ask ourselves, why is crime-up? If you look at any blue city in this country or in this state, they're run by Democrats. And largely, George Soros has a strong influence there at the level of DA. I tell folks, you probably don't want to live in a county where George Soros has got a DA and be a gun owner in Texas. Because even though you'll be protected by Texas, what will that DA do to harm you and your family as they have so radically done to lawful gun owners across this country? So let's be cautious about that word thank you yes
0: this will be a much simpler one do you think Texas needs to ask permission to secure its border
1: uh, no yeah.
0: do you think that our state legislature ought to be able to call itself to a session yes yes if SCOTUS For those of you who don't know, that Supreme Court of the United States. Would come out with an opinion that the Second Amendment was null and void, what would be your response and what do you think Texas should do?
2: Well, I'll tell you, it's not what we're doing, it's what you're all going to do. Can you imagine uh, the turmoil that comes up uh, if SCOTUS were to ever pass and fight against our constitutional amendment, which is the very reason we are a country? Uh, if there was ever a reason to look at Ukraine, the people that have guns to defend themselves there, if a radical cop, uh, Supreme Court was ever to make a decision like that, we need to greatly question ourselves as a country because then we lose our state, our country, and our heritage all at the same time. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. We,
1: <laughs> we would have to be our own nation again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we try to take a gun from Texas.
2: <laughs>
0: Thank you. I know this could be extremely hard, and when you hear the question, you're going to know why. Where do you think the federal government has most egregiously overstepped in regards to the state of Texas? Oh,
1: a hundred percent. We, every time we do anything at the door, it's over the border. They have disregarded it. Look at Article 40. He just lifted it. And you have another invasion. And if you don't think it's an invasion, I don't know what else you can call it. But it because, and I know folks want to come here for a better life. I get that. But that's not all that's coming here. And you have folks that are coming here that have ill will. And, 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 it, and it's a culture different. You have uh, the the back and forth, the easiness for our border to be open, it is right now, is completely unconstituted. It's on call for, it, and, we're, and we have 27 ports, by the way. We have the largest line the, to hold down there, and we've got more people in any state compared to New Mexico, Arizona, and California holding the line down there for us. And the, it's almost like they're helpless.
2: Thank you. So I'll add on without uh, repeating. Uh, here's the other one, is voting rights. Uh, Biden and the left would love to replicate uh, a national voting right law across this country that we would see cause extreme turmoil. And what do I mean by that? Uh, those of us that have experienced watching when states turn blue, they want to replicate the California model. Whereas every single person gets a mail-in ballot. Think about fraud, waste, and abuse. They also have a system which is called ballot harvesting, which is illegal here in Texas. But at the federal level, if they were to push through this radical idea, it would decimate your state virtually overnight because we've seen it happen. So you got to look to those that are here that have come from New York, Washington, Oregon, California, as the Paul Revere saying, hey, there is a danger coming to your shores here in Texas. We can either be proactive or reactive, and it's real, and we've got to fight it. Thank you, gentlemen. You will each have three minutes to
0: do your closing statement. Please do so. Thank
2: you. Yes. You know, I said this last time, and I'll say it again. You know, first off, thank you for being here. And you don't shoot the messenger but it's the same folks over and over and over again for the most part and I can tell you that if we're going to grow and lead in Collin County uh, for all the great organizations and clubs that we have they're phenomenal but we have got to figure out a better job of how do we get our people out not just you know to a rally which is important but how do we get you and all of us to translate that into direct action because the Democrats are here and you're friendly thank you but many times y'all are better organized better funded outflanking in many parts we love you all we hope you come to our side but we also know that the policies that they represent would destroy the very fundamental values of the families of what we are. And so you're all leaders in this room because you're here today on a Saturday morning at 10. And I thank you for that. And I promise you that when I get elected, it's not just about representing the 61st. It's about fighting for our values throughout Texas to make sure we get Republicans in all of these seats and conservatives that are gonna lead the way in Austin. We get Republicans leading every single committee and we lead by example because as one famous American once said we are just one generation away from extinction so I look forward to your support working with you every single day God bless you thank you for being here if I may in between briefly
0: the uh, screen is displaying the link So please uh, go ahead and participate in our poll,
1: if you would, please. Frederick, the floor is yours. Uh, I'm going to stand up. Uh, This journey didn't start because the seat came open. This journey started a long time ago. since 1971 not I didn't come over here to run for a seat I came over here to serve I've served my whole life whether it was for you or for somebody else or the police associations I've done a damn good job and I promise you I'll do a damn good job for on this job I'll make all the bills that we need happen and I'll kill all the bills that we don't want happen I'll raise our party to a higher standard than it's been in years, and keep hope that we can keep our state safe and our families safe at the same time. I know how to defend taxes, I know how to tax bills, I know how to do legislation, and I don't have to take orders from anybody except the people of 61. The folks down there are not the folks that get me elected, you are. And I'll work with everybody to make sure Everything that we need gets done in this district and throughout the state. To be honest with you, it's tough when you sit up here and you go through these things over and over and over. You go to the runoff, you know. Now you got to raise more money. Now you got to, not more, to doors. Now you got to talk to new people. It's nice coming in here and you guys like me now. (laughs) I'm going to tell you that's actually a good feeling, you know. Even Jim Herblin likes me. (laughs) <laughs> and he spent a lot of millions of mailers and TV ads and, and everything else. But I love that guy. And I love a lot of those core values that he has. And there's a lot of good people. See, I mean, there's so many good people in this room that want to do good things for this state and do good things for this district. And I'm here to do those things for you. You've counted on me in the past. You can count on me now to get it done. And I know that that's probably closer to my like three minutes, on am 30 seconds away, but... I am Texas, I am Texas strong. We'll get it done. Thank you. All right, let's give it up
0: for our candidates here. Thank you much for coming, guys. While we're working on the poll and the final results,